It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Would you like to contribute to the conversation? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, what condition Conversation was in. Jay talking with Bradley Jay. I listen to morning with the sun up. I'm busy. WBZ News Radio 1030. I tune my radio to him 1030. The radio's all yours now. I talk to a man whose name is Bradley J. Improved my mind in a wonderful way. I just called in to see what condition conversation was in. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, what condition conversation was in. Lots going on locally and nationally. Big, big day. It's WBZ, your Jay talking live, midnight to five. Big night in politics. And we have former executive director of the Massachusetts Republican Party and political analyst Gene Hardigan with us. Thanks for checking in, sir. Hey, Bradley. Sorry I'm late to the party. You know, it is one of those busy nights, but uh, fascinating. I was half right and half wrong. I didn't think the Democrats could pull off a win in the House, but they have. Uh, I was correct on the Senate predictions, but my only hope now is that the Democrats are smart enough to take advantage of what they just accomplished and say to America, look, we can be adults in the room. We can work together, cross the aisle, and do things. So I'm already hearing that one of the senior members of our Massachusetts delegation, uh, Congressman Richie Neal from Western Mass, is going to request as the new incoming chair of ways and means Donald Trump produces taxes. Is that a mistake? I think it is because what it's, you know, America did not like what they saw in the Kavanaugh hearings. They really don't like a lot of controversy and fighting. And I'm sure tonight they're hoping that everyone goes to Washington in January and strikes some new compromises. But if the Democrats come in and start investigating everything that has an R beside it, then I think that gives Trump and his supporters ammunition to create more controversy, which I don't think we need. Why is it so wrong to see a president's tax returns? That doesn't seem like it's that extreme. I'm I'm not saying that, that that's wrong. Remember, he promised to produce them. But the point is... What we really need to be doing over the next two years is getting some things done. And there are issues that this Congress needs to address. One is health care, because the system is still broken. It's not functioning, and it's costing people a lot of money who can't afford it. Two, the whole question of immigration. We have got to create a pathway for people who are here to pay their taxes, to get in line to become citizens, because that's the only way you're going to accomplish it. You're not going to ship 11 million people 
back over the border anywhere. And we have to establish some rules. Which races had surprise outcomes for you? I was surprised that Joe Donnelly, the Democrat, lost the Senate and lost it convincingly uh, to his Republican opponent, Braun. I didn't expect that. Um, uh, And I also did not expect Senator Nelson from Florida, the Democrat, to lose to Governor Scott, who was the outgoing governor in Florida, the Republican who won that seat by a hairpin margin, but he won as well as um, DeSantis, the Republican, beat the mayor of Tallahassee, the Democrat, Gillum. Those were surprises to me. Um, and I was also surprised by the margin by which the Secretary of State in Georgia, the Republican, um, beat. Um, uh, the woman who was running on the Democratic side. I thought that would be a race that would not be decided for days. Did the president make a mistake focusing on immigration rather than the economy? Well, I think it was a mistake in, in suburban areas, which uh, the polling data bore out, and that is that uh, women who, who live in suburban areas around the big cities um, really didn't want to hear the fear-mongering. It played well in certain places, but here's one of the ironies. If you look at the Senate race in Texas that that Ted Cruz eked out a win, um, if you look at the counties along the southern border, along the Rio Grande River, they all went Democrat. So I guess the message of fear didn't work along the border of Texas. Yeah, I was uh, going to ask next, and I, I guess you might have answered it, how much of an impact the caravan coming up and the attempts to strike fear into the hearts of Americans that this caravan was coming up and going to invade us and kill us all, uh, how much of an effect did that have? Well, I think it had a fair amount of effect because for whatever your feelings are one way or the other, and I know they are facing poverty and crime and problems in their own country. But I don't think the panacea to this is coming up to the edge of the United States border because I don't think they're going to be able to get in. But maybe Mexico thinks then maybe they can settle the countryside up there and start working. I, I don't know. But I think it is a real problem. When you, whenever you have a migration of between five and 10,000 people making their way north to a place that's not going to accept them, that's going to create a problem. I don't know how bad it will get, if they'll disperse, turn around, go other places. I don't know. But it is a problem, but it's a problem that we as a nation have to work with Honduras and Guatemala and these governments to deal with something at home. They should be able to create a situation where their residents can live in their country without fear, um, and I don't know the answer to it. It seemed during the campaign that no one was trying to get anyone to leave the other side and come over. It was strictly appealing to the base. Is that way more than it used to be? Is that the case, and what does that mean? Oh, I yeah, I mean, I was just down in Washington last week, and I must tell you that uh, everyone I talked to up on the Hill 
it has never been more bitter and nasty. And uh, I think I think it would have been even worse if the Republicans had held on to the House. I think the bad feeling would have would have grown uh, exponentially. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, and I'm a Republican, but I'm hoping that, that this split that's going to happen on the House brings some compromise, brings some some initiatives to the table that we really need to deal with. Um, but it, it's bad. It's just not good down there. And amongst the staffers, uh, the feeling is bad as well. And that's not a good sign. You're a strategist. If you were the Democratic strategist, what would you have their message be? I should have asked first, what was the Democrat message? I didn't really get a message. Was it simply an anti-Trump thing that they were doing now? Going forward, what should their message be? I think I think it has to be an olive branch. I think, I, first off, I'd replace Nancy Pelosi. I'd bring somebody else in there, somebody who can reach across the aisle, someone who has respect within the Democratic uh, caucus, and and try to find common ground. And that's to our benefit as citizens of this country. You know, for once, just put the politics aside. It's 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 divisive enough as it is right now. And we know from Donald Trump is not going to soften. I mean, I wish he would. Uh, he seemed a little more toned down in the last few days, but but still, he was throwing red meat on the table. So I, I don't know. I, I, I would tell Democrats, if I was their strategist, come to the table with something to offer that's constructive. Let's see if we can look good and make things happen. The Republicans have been so very divisive, particularly Trump, for a couple of years. It's pretty hard to expect the Democrats just to be, you know, to put on a Jesus mask. But, you know, here's the opportunity. America's looking for Washington to deliver. And they were obviously unhappy with the House. And so they sent a message in a lot of districts. Uh, and I think, I think this is a great opportunity for the Democrats to say, look, uh, let's get something done. Let's roll up our sleeves. Let's make things happen. Um, and, and I think America would respond well to that. Um, if they just bring out the daggers and look for revenge, I, I think that's a real mistake that will hurt them in 2020 as well. Gene, thank you very much. I need to say that I absolutely agree with you on replacing Pelosi. She's got way too much baggage. She's the old Democratic Party. And, yeah. uh, and, and hey, you know, it's, well, let's see what happens. Uh, we got two more years, and, you know, in another few months, the race for the presidency starts. We may have three from Massachusetts, Secretary of State John oh. Kerry. You know, Gene, uh, I have to break, I have to break that? Oh, no, I don't. Okay, go ahead, Gene. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> No, I mean, Deval Patrick, uh, Senator Warren, Secretary Kerry, all three of them may be contending, along with Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden. I mean, here we go. All right. Now, you um, told me what you think the Dems should do. If they were to try to extract complete revenge, what can they do now? Well, they could try to impeach the president. Um 
they could uh, start a number of investigations into a variety of things, go after cabinet secretaries. I mean, it's a whole myriad of, of things they could do that would turn Washington on its head again. Uh, but I don't think that would play well to middle America. All right, now that this is over, Mueller can uh, give us his report. What do you expect to see in that report? Well, you know, the, the guidelines of what he is investigating and not investigating deal strictly with collusion. I think he has actually gotten more than he had hoped to accomplish by getting some um, convictions, uh, some uh, people put away who did some things, who laundered money, etc. Um, I, I, I don't see anything, I don't believe anything will come out of any charges of collusion between the Trump campaign and the Russians. Um, there may be other issues that may be turned over uh, to committees or turned over to the Justice Department. But, but I think the collusion issue was a dead issue from day one. Um, and, um, I, I, you know, I think there may be some more criminal action coming that's related to this, but uh, to anyone's guess. All right. Uh, from where you sit, are Republicans still hell-bent on destroying the Affordable Care Act, or did they find that some people like their Affordable Care Act? Well, I think I think there are a lot of people who want some kind of coverage. Um, I mean, I know I know for just for one young woman, my daughter, the monthly charge is three hundred and two dollars for coverage, and and she and she gets a rebate from the state because she doesn't qualify financially. But that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for any one person. And if you're looking for the Cadillacs of, uh, you know, the Blue Cross Blue Shield packages, they're extremely expensive. I think Washington really needs to spend some time to figure this out and, and to come up with a plan. We have a lot of bright people in this country. And why they can't figure out a plan is because too many people have their hands in the pie. And that is the change. All right. How will this, this health care? Right. How will this result affect, in your opinion, the 2020 campaign and election? Well, health care and immigration were the two top issues. Third was the economy. And that's because the economy is humming along right now. But there are a lot of people uh, that are middle income people who are still struggling. And, um, some of those reforms, some of those breaks have to come their way. And health care is a serious issue. And with, with the declining number of people utilizing hospitals, with, with health care being cut back in certain areas, um, the problem with the nurses, uh, some nurses are overtaxed. You know, Congress owes it to the American public to come up with a program that works for those people who don't have access to health care, to provide it, for those people who can afford it, pay it, but it needs to be a tiered system. And if someone wants to buy a Cadillac program and they have the wherewithal to do it, that's fine. They have the right to do that and spend their own money. But we have to do something to change the way 
the healthcare system is operating in America. And it's not going to be done with a single payer plan. It has to be competitive, but there have to be more rules in place and more more check check marks that go down on everyone who is offering a program. Those programs have to fit the need, and and they have to be legitimate with legitimate prices attached. All right, hey, President Trump broke all the rules during his campaign and kind of changed the landscape. Do you think that that changes? The, well, the equity, say, of people like John Kerry, who you might never consider before, have they been repositioned by the way Trump behaves and by the way the Republicans behave so that they might be legitimate candidates next time? Well, I, I think the bombastic tone that the president uses has only limited value to his base, and I think that, that was proven tonight. Um, I'm not convinced that 2020 will be a year when we see Donald Trump running. Um, I think there's a large block of independent voters who um, may have been turned off, those suburban um, uh, voters that, that turned out Republicans now, even some moderate Republicans, I think they were trying to send a message. So I think you may see a couple of other candidacies show up. Uh, John Kasich certainly sounds like he's in the mix. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Mitt Romney steps up again. Um, and, you know, there are always people on the sidelines that we don't know of, i.e. the way Bill Clinton showed up out of nowhere out of Arkansas. So um, I think both the Democrats and the Republicans have to look around for some people um, that they feel more comfortable with. Um, and if if Donald Trump does run again, I don't know. I, it, it's, it's, it's just hard to believe that he would do it again. I don't think he'd want to lose. And I think... Uh, in a re-election bid, um, unless the economy was really sound, I, th I think it'd have a hard time pulling it off. Interesting. Speaking of the economy, I'm guessing that things are going to slow, and when they do, who'll take the brunt of the, the blame for that? Would it be House, Senate, Executive Branch? Who takes the hit on that? If the Democrats in the House, because that's where all tax measures start. They have to start in the House and they're confirmed by the Senate. If if the Democrats try to impose taxes or try to push through uh, hikes on on a number of issues that would affect the economy across the, across the way, or if they go after Wall Street, um, if we see the stock market start to tumble a little bit, then then the House will take the blame. If um, if the economy is going well and then all of a sudden just turns down, um, then the president may share in that blame. All right. That sort of puts an end to the political portion of my talk with you. I'm curious if about this new project you have going on on the Ivory Coast. Could you spend just like two minutes talking about that? Yeah, I was I was pursued by a group of people here in Massachusetts who were 
um, uh, born and raised in Ivory Coast, in Cote d'Ivoire, the French uh, phrase uh, for the country. And um, for two years, they tried to convince me to go over and look at uh, the Ivory Coast and said there are a lot of opportunities for business between the United States and Ivory Coast. And finally, they presented an airline ticket to me and uh, a hotel. And I said, well, why not? So I went over. Um, as someone who has traveled to China uh, 29 times since 2002, I saw in the Ivory Coast what I saw in China 10, 15 years ago, that the country was taking off and that the amount of uh, development investment from France into the country and others, um, it was pretty impressive. But I also saw a level of poverty and I saw a lot of children who would just were going to be another generation passed by. So I went back to my hotel room and I wrote a plan, a program uh, that outlined uh, how we could give that next generation a helping hand. Uh, and, um, and the end result is I put together a team across the country in a nonprofit organization and we're going to build uh, nine uh, health centers across the Ivory Coast in areas of the country that do not serve well the needs of people and provide primary, basic primary health care to people who can't afford it. Um, and we're going to raise somewhere around uh, 20 to $25 million over five years to pay for the construction and operation and then over the time integrate it into the Ivory Coast medical system. Good for you. As that comes together, feel free to come on here on the show here, Jay talking and talk about it. Gene Hardigan, political well, analyst. Thank for, you. You know, for anybody, I got to tell you, Bradley, for anybody who wants to go and look at it, if they go, they can go to the website, which is AFRIMED, A-F-R-I, mednetwork.org, AFRIMEDnetwork.org, um, and they can read about it. Um, we think it's a way of giving back, and it's a way of also helping the people in that country to eradicate some of the diseases and viruses they have, which in this global economy are jumping to Europe, jumping the United States. So it's preventive medicine for our country, but at the same time, it, it gives that next generation a chance to grow up healthy. Gene Hardigan, thanks for giving your insights on this midterm election. Really appreciate you checking in. Always a pleasure to be with you. Thank you. It's WBZ News Radio 1030. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.